That it was is fancy. Monday night. That's yeah, fancy. See, we <laughs> we gotta do this like, every week. <laughs> we fancy like Applebee's up here on wrestling. That's right. Monday no night. No chilies here. No chilies. <laughs> no chilies. Even though I, even though I, I do love me some some chilies, but no, Actually, we're fancy like Applebee's. awesome blossom. Oh, it's so bad for you. It's good. So good. Kind of like this podcast. So bad for you. It's good. That's right. The bar was not set very high, so we are going to either limbo under it or we're going to just track and field dive right over it. It is Monday Night Raw, the go-home show to Survivor Series. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. And I'm not talking I'm talking seriously about one of the big four. That's right. The big four. Survivor Series this Sunday. Go-home show tonight. Monday Night Raw from Indianapolis, Indiana. We'll get to all that. It's all part of tonight's podcast here on Wrestling Inc. Presented by Manscaped. Got plenty to talk about with Manscaped. New product alert, too. Want to let you know about. We'll get into all that. But first, let's just do normal, proper greetings. Ladies first. Issa, uh, are, are, are you signing autographs? Are you being booked for meet and greets? I mean, you're you're like the <laughs> next to Hangman Page. You're the star of Full Gear, I think, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not doing any meet and greets yet. <laughs> yet. 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 <laughs> Follow yeah, on Twitter. I, I, we were talking offline, but I, I popped Isa when you he showed up on screen. That was awesome. It was a fun show. It was a very fun night overall. Yeah, good stuff. Raj, how are you? I'm doing well. We're going to New York next week. First time my daughters are going to New York. Hopefully, uh, Isa will be able to see you. Um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it, and I'm excited. And not sure yet if we'll be going to Survivor Series. This build has sucked. Um, you know, like it's for a big four, it does not feel like a big 12. I mean, it it has, in my opinion, the least anticipation of any pay-per-view I've seen this year. Forget the big four. I mean, completely of any WWE pay-per-view. Yeah. It's, uh, I was my last tweet, you know, like ever since they moved the pay-per-views to Peacock where there's no incentive or consequence to good or bad viewership, it is rinse repeat. Um, but the ironic thing to that is the builds to these shows, except if it's a stadium show, the builds to these shows are sucky. But then if you actually do stumble upon and have nothing else to do and you watch the pay-per-views, the right. action is very good. It just doesn't mean anything the next day. Yeah, WWE pay-per-views usually over-deliver, I feel like. Uh, especially the B and you know C shows. I thought Crown Jewel was one of the best pay-per-views they've done in a long time. Um so, I mean, the pay-per-views do usually uh, pay off, but the the bill to this has just sucked. And, you know, I have, like, a connection with Survivor Series. Like, it was the first pay-per-view, me and my buddy, in, in 1989, we had to go wash cars to earn money to pay my parents, so they'd let us order it. And it was the first pay-per-view, like, we paid for. And uh, Hogan and uh, Jake the Snake and Demolition against Zeus and the Million Dollar Man. It was, I don't know, I just have a... A connection with it so it sucks to see how far down it's gone isa what's your first survivor series memory actually i you know i haven't been watching wrestling for too long but survivor series was one of the ones that i watched when i got back into it back in 2014 it was when sting came out i remember sting coming out and i was like what is he doing here and <laughs> that was fun but that i feel like that's when Survivor Series might have started going downhill. <laughs> that, that was the last... Yeah, that was the last one. normal one, right? Because I think Goldberg that... Goldberg and Lesnar happened the year before that, I think, right? We don't talk about that. No, it was the year, <laughs> year after, after, and we don't oh, talk about Oh, it was the year after. <laughs> but that was a big match. I mean, yes, it, was... it was. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Raj. I mean, Survivor Series 95 was the first pay-per-view I ever attended. You know, I mean... And that, that whole show is not 
crazy memorable, but the Brett Diesel match uh, is memorable. It was the first table spot I can recall WWE doing, and it was a lot of history to, to Brett and Diesel in that last nine months. So, like, I, yeah, I just think about that, and I'm like, and then I look at what we have here, and, like, they're stars. Roman Reigns is a star. Big E is a rising star. Um, but, you know, just beyond the, beyond them being stars, it just doesn't mean anything. Brand supremacy. What the hell is brand supremacy? Right. <laughs> It's just bragging rights. That's all this pay-per-view yeah. is now. That's what they should call it. See, I'm a fan of it. I think we have gotten some amazing matches from the, you know, SmackDown versus Raw perspective, especially when Brock Lesnar is holding a belt. But it's, it doesn't feel like Survivor Series. You could call it anything else and put it on a different time of the year. And there's no stakes. So, you know, there was that year when Raw won every match, except for the kickoff, but they completely ignored that. But there was no stakes to that. There was no storyline thing where SmackDown felt like they had to change or, or do something or bring someone from Raw. Uh, it just it just means nothing the next day. And that's the problem I have with the, the bragging rights thing is when there's no stakes, it just means nothing. Right. Only way only way Survivor Series would matter. I mean you, you could have stakes. Uh, WWE at least along at least at long in as Vince's in rain. You're never gonna have a forbidden door. So it's not like you can have a WWE AEW. It's not like you can have like an actual true Survivor Series showdown of 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 true brands. For, I mean, because that you'd believe that you'd believe in brand supremacy there, right? It's it right. Doesn't matter now. Um, so we'll see, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it and see what they line up for us. Nine ninety nine coming from the stellar Justin Lopez. If I didn't live walking distance from Barclays, I would totally skip the show. I definitely wouldn't have traveled to it if I were in a different state. I'm with Raj. My first memory. Was Taker's debut? Yeah, I mean, Raj, you're 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 flying several uh, several time, time zones. zones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I'm considering skipping it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my daughters have never been to a uh, a wrestling event, so it might be cool to to take them. But you know, it's like the build has been so bad. It's like, do I spend one night in New York doing that or um, doing something else? I mean, there's tons to do. There's tons to do. <laughs> the sea glass carousel. You have to go there, please. Especially because you'll be with the girls. You have to. That was the first thing I messaged you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so it's it's an accident that you're in New York at the same time Survivor Series is happening? Or yeah. were you originally going for Survivor Oh, no, Series? no, no. It's an accident. It, we're going for Thanksgiving week. So the okay. girls are off. So, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, like, <laughs> if, if you booked all this to go to Survivor Series and, and this is how bad the build has been, it's got you to to decommit. Like, holy hell. No, no. Uh, Shaw, $2. God, Raw suck. Tony D'Angelo, right, Isa? Tony D'Angelo will win every match and he, his own brand supremacy will reign if he was in Survivor Series. Can they coexist in brand supremacy? Can they coexist? That's the favorites. Can they coexist at all? It's the favorites of WWE. Uh, Brett Murphy, $5. Ooh, yeah. Happy Ooh, late yeah. birthday, Macho Man. The great Macho Man Randy Savage would have turned 69 years old today, so I'm paying a little little tribute. My my favorite of all time. Ooh, Rush. The cream rises to the, the top. The cream rises 69, to the 69. top. <laughs> That's amazing. Something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First, before we get to Survivor Series, or before we get to Raw leading into Survivor Series, uh, let's take a few uh, news headlines. On Wrestling Inc., uh, Raj, let's talk, what, Rampage and SmackDown, uh, both numbers down, right? No, uh, SmackDown was up. SmackDown's up, okay. Sorry, SmackDown. <laughs> Rampage uh, down, though. Rampage, they did their second lowest uh, audience. It was a weird one, because when they announced it, it was like, 
who's watching this show? You're Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. Uh, no offense, Jungle Boy versus Bobby Fish is not really a, a big marquee match that you're like, ah, shit, I got to change my Friday night plans to to watch this show. So it, 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 to me, it was just kind of weird for a, a, a pay-per-view go-home to have it so weak. Try walking in the cold streets of Minneapolis to the arena to watch that crappy show they gave us. <laughs> oh, right. You were there. You were yes. there. And they didn't show you on TV. That made it even worse. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> you should have just, it... pulled, just pulled a Raj and de- you should have just decommitted from Friday night and gone and <laughs> seen the Minneapolis sights, a.k.a. snow. But what am I going to see? The Mall of America? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. There was a big uh, jungle gym in the middle. <laughs> but, uh... I, just, I didn't like the show. I, 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 can, I can't understand why I did that kind of viewership. Um, and... The fact that it was live, too, if it was pre-taped, I can see them yeah. putting this kind of car, but this was a live show. And Orange Cassidy in my heart is not the last thing I want to see going into a pay-per-view. And it, it bothered me. Not just because of their life, it just bothered me. I, it goes to show you how they treat Rampage. Because the go-home segment in Dynamite was perfection. But then they did that on Rampage. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of a nothing show. And you would have thought maybe they do a Daniel Bryan Miro, some sort of something in-ring where they... Do some sort of face to face, but it was just it was just an afterthought. So yeah, only did five hundred fifteen thousand viewers on TNT, uh, the lowest ever for a live show, second lowest uh, in the show's history. Did a point two zero point two zero in the eighteen to forty nine demo. Um, again, second lowest uh, that they've ever done. So you know, you know, I mean, obviously we get the <clears throat> we have the luxury of armchair booking after the fact. You know, Tony Khan and crew have to put it on and, and make the best judgment. Looking back, though, I mean, Dynamite's always so stacked with what they do on Wednesday nights. They probably could have held the contract signing between Omega and Page to be the last thing on Rampage. Um, I thought that that would have been a really appropriate way to go in. I mean, you know, like it, it's it's something that you know you're just promoting a contract signing, so it's it's it is what it is. But that would have been a lot more appropriate to be 24 hours before. Their big fight, you know, and, and it would have certainly been, a, I'm sure it would have done a better number than what this just did. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing, and that's the balance. Like, do you want your best segments to be seen by the most people? Then you do it on Dynamite. Or do you want to just promote the your Friday night show, which isn't going to do the audience that but Dynamite's going to Issa's point, do. But to Issa's point, it's, it's a live, you're live in the right. same city that you're doing the pay-per-view the next night. you got to start off hot. To, to, to do a mediocre show like that on Friday, uh, I mean, so so that would be, that's certainly one where you load up a little bit on your Friday night. Yeah, no, I agree. And if you want people to start watching it, you have to involve those kind of segments that nobody's expecting you put on Rampage. And over time, people will start tuning in because you don't know what to expect. Right now, people just know it's an easy show with a couple of good matches. They, they After the Punk return, they haven't done anything on Rampage that has moved a storyline. Well, they did do the CM Punk Eddie Kingston promo, and that was great. That was uh, great. Agreed. But that was, yeah, that was about it. Um, it's a very skippable show, and they're not doing anything to change that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Rampage down, SmackDown, uh, as Raj noted, up. Uh, so, Raj, give us the details of what SmackDown's doing. So, it did 2.1 million viewers. It was up 5.3% from last week. Um, so, uh, Actually, it was only up uh, 0.53. It was up 5.3% from the overnights, but it was up 0.53 from last week. So it was about the same. Uh, it's on the lower end of what they've been doing since fans returned, but um, still, uh, it did a 0.56 in the 18 to 49 demo, uh, and it was number one. So 
Nice. There you go. It all it was all Roman Reigns putting on that crown. Guarantee you that. There you go. There you go. Well, and and you know that's one thing we always bring up when people are like, "Oh, Rampage was number one for its its time slot," or SmackDown is number one for its time slots. These TV stations are not putting their A shows on a Friday night. Right. They're you look at what Rampage is up against, and you would hope that they're not losing to. To what they're doing, you know, SmackDown, same thing, 2020 and Shark Tank and are not really things that young people uh, stay at home for. So, um, yeah. Well, young people, old people, we have some news for you. Whether you're real, with real, East... qu- real quick, um, Blue Bloods, in terms of total audience, is was the highest rated show of the night. Uh, that's the Tom Selleck show. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. No, it's the first time I hear about it. I've never seen it either. But... <laughs> You know, they talk, they talk about 18 to 49 being so uh, so important to ad rates, but what do you think makes more money uh, with ad rates? Blue Bloods or SmackDown or Rampage? SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Blue Bloods. Really? Yeah. That show's been around for a while, too. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. I I, those scripted shows, even though they don't do the 18 to 49 demo, they get paid a ton of money in those ad rates. It, That's crazy. I was going to say maybe because those shows can get picked up in syndication, but that wouldn't have anything to do with it. Right. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's All just right, well. more prestigious, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Tom Selleck, he still fears Roman Reigns. All right. So let me. Let and me it's funny because that. that show is up against Mac P.I. So it's kind of <laughs> ironic. <laughs> well, whether you're Roman Reigns who's head of the table and Issa's sitting at that table, whether you're Raj in New York City debating whether or not he's going to go to Survivor Series, whether you're sitting at Casa de la Bar for Thanksgiving. They're going to go around. They're going to go, what are you thankful for? And you're going to go, this holiday season, I'm thankful for Manscaped. That's right. I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. You know the deal. If you don't know the deal, I'm going to tell, tell you about it. If you do, well, you can just enjoy because you know that I've already helped you out. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the Performance Package 4.0, and we're hooking you up with it. That's right. Save 20% plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code WINC20. We're helping you out. Performance Package 4.0. It is the perfect package for your package. No Lawnmower- it. <laughs> yeah, no fun. Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. The Crop Preserver ball deodorant. The Crop Reviver toner. Performance boxer briefs. And a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Their stuff's comfortable. They even have t-shirts. And they're very yeah. comfortable. Love it. Uh, Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce the grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight. I mean, you got a spike... Jones, that stuff, get the right angles, get it all the precision. You got the 4,000K LED light, making sure you don't do something you're not supposed to do. Precise shave, and it's waterproof. Performance 4.0 package also includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up in your nose and your ear. The nose and ear trimmer uses that 9,000 RPM. That makes Tim Taylor grunt. 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. <laughs> Provide propriety skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. And you can't forget the Manscaped liquid formulations. They're like the um, like the pumpkin pie after Thanksgiving dinner. All right, You can't live without it. Just like you can't live without the crop preserver, ball deodorant, and reviver toner spray. And new product alert, they just launched the Refined Body Wash 2-in-1 Shampoo plus Conditioner. Both feature that Manscaped signature scent and will help you unlock the confidence this holiday season. Holiday season, so you can enjoy it. You can gift it for a friend. It's all there. The Performance Package 4.0, great gift. Again, use the code WINC20. Save 20% plus free shipping at manscaped.com 
we thank them for the continued support of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. You know, we have a lot of uh, we have Issa on. We have a lot of women in the chat. Uh, I'm sure they can all attest that you're going out to if if you're going out to dinner with a guy, you don't want a, a giant hair sticking out of their nose. You use the nose trimmer. Be well groomed. They'll appreciate it. Uh, it, it just does everyone a, a world of yes, good. Yes, and shave your balls just in case the day goes well. Exactly. <laughs> and have them smelling well. <laughs> <laughs> also, that shirt reveal, Justin. Bravo. There you yes. go. That was. <laughs> wardrobe not malfunction. He, he got me beat. <laughs> well, I, I got the boxers. We, we, yeah, we don't need to see. I think it really, I mean, it really does sell having Issa on. Like, to have a, have a woman on the on the podcast who can like attest and and you know because because this is also for the for the women watching and listening we thank you i'm speaking just as much to you as i am a, a guy because you can buy this for your man so like it's it's, it's all there the, the code if you don't know how you. to give the hint just go ahead and buy it and give right. it to him you know just be like hey <laughs> if, right if you can use the code winc20 it, it's good for any any gender for anybody and you'll get the 20 percent off on the free shipping if you have to just buy it Put the stuff in a stocking. He'll get the hint. And if he doesn't get the hint, he should probably just move on anyways. <laughs> At that point, who wants smelly balls? Not me. You don't want to deal with that. So <laughs> I was trying to find a smelly balls to raw segue. That's it's tough to do. Couldn't do it. <laughs> okay. So, Thank Ray you. Mysterio. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Indianapolis, Indiana. Here we go. Monday Night Raw, Big E kicking it off, cutting the promo. It's not just about title versus title Roman Reigns. It's not just about brand supremacy. You touched my family. Now i got to beat your ass like you stole something. That was the words that Big E said before he's then uh, – uh, uh, he calls out Kevin Owens as well. He's got the problem with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens says he's gone bad. He's going to be the liar and bad guy that everybody is calling him. Perception is reality. If that's how he's going to be perceived, that's how – it's going to be, and Biggie, Issa, he, he hit Biggie with the comment. Biggie, the blood is on your hands. Everything I do, you're responsible for. Uh, Issa, are you buying into to KO, I guess, going back to heel? Perception is reality. I'm going to be the guy you, you want me to be? Yes. I like Kevin Owens' uh, heel more. I thought his run as a baby's face worked during his um, filled with Roman Reigns, but after that I thought he was becoming very stale, so I like giving this twist. I hate that it happened after he lost, because I feel like if you do a turn, people should not be losing, but regardless, I, I do like it. I hope it goes somewhere. I love the fact that Big E has so much to worry about at the moment. As WWE champion, that's the way it should feel. Everybody should be coming for you, and he has Roman Reigns to worry about. He has Kevin Owens. He has Seth Rollins. I appreciate the fact that they're building multiple storylines for the main champion. Raj? You know, I, I felt like there was an opportunity lost here. Like, even if Roman Reigns can't make it, have him on the Titantron, you know, have him on the big screen cutting a promo. This is the go-home show, and Roman Reigns has not cut one promo on Big E on, that they've shown on Raw. This is your biggest match on the show. So I, I just feel like, again, it just feels like a complete afterthought. Um, but I thought Big E was good here. There is a... Um, there is something I feel like they need to do more with Big E because I feel like he doesn't feel as big of a star as not even close to Roman Reigns. And I feel like they need to, I don't know what that is, but uh, they need to kind of make him feel like a big, bigger deal. I'm sure he's losing to Roman 
this Sunday. We'll get into the Survivor Series predictions later, but they, I, there's there's something I, I feel like they need to do more with Biggie. I well, mean, look what ended up main eventing the show. Should have been your WWE champion, and yeah. it wasn't. To your, you know, to your point. Yeah. Right. It should have been him against one of the Usos, really. Right. You know, you're building Survivor Series. That's. Well, they decided they were going to drag uh, the Usos and all this stuff out right here. So we have uh, KO and Biggie War of Words. <clears throat> Biggie tries to kind of chase down KO. Usos jump him. Out comes Riddle, just Riddle, to then even the odds up to two on two. So now we have a tag match, but it's just quickly then thwarted by Seth Rollins, who's on commentary, who gets involved. Then Randy Orton comes out. So huzzah! It's a six-man tag. Who would have thought that? Um, uh, I, I mean, just. I, I, like, I don't know. I, I, I get that like they have just Riddle come out, so now it's just Riddle and Big E, so it's now it's two-on-two two versus if both Riddle and Orton come out, the baby faces are outnumbering the Usos three-on-two. But to avoid that, just have Usos and Rollins all come out first, have all the heels come out, and then just get to the six-man tag. This was just just a very obvious low-hanging attempt of we just got to kill some segments here, so how can we get to commercial breaks? I don't know. So, 37 yeah. minutes, I believe, this whole thing went on for really? by the time wow. yeah the, by the time the next match came on it was 45 minutes into the show yes and oh, th- this is my problem with raw i don't care how good a match is it doesn't it, it, the whole thing doesn't need to go 45 minutes not at all keep them shorter don't have them go through a commercial break get more people on the show guys like ricochet all these guys that are like mia you know give them squash matches do more it'll feel a lot faster but instead, you got 45 minutes basically in, in this one segment, which wow. is just ridiculous. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, unless you are Manscaped groomed and Blue Chew fueled, nothing should be 45 minutes. Like, that's a ridiculous Absolutely. for a weekly three-hour show to be occupying 45 minutes with that, based on that one story. I mean, and I agree, Raj. Like, you know, I like the Vince Russo kind of formula. Quick, urgent. You're much more likely to, A, retain your jaded viewers who have seen and can predict what's going to happen. You're much more likely to retain them and draw in new people if you keep it quick and, you know, a little more, you know, unpredictable versus this formulaic, you know, 45 minutes to basically just tell a story of Big E's fighting Roman Reigns, who, like you said, can't even be bothered to show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's people in the show that could have used more time. There's people that weren't even seeing you had this Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest match has gotten no build-up. They announced it on social media and put a video package thrown together today. So it just feels like you're wasting so much time and right. other people could use that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Hojo to go, Belinsky $5 says the way KO is being pushed, he can't be leaving. Uh, I mean, Dean Ambrose was being pushed a lot yeah. <laughs> you know, before he left. Mm-hmm. Um, who, else, who else left recently? Um Daniel Bryan was in the main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I guess Matt Hardy was kind of just, they just kind of floundered around with Matt. For, but even then, when he was leaving, then he had the big angle with Randy Orton. He was getting killed every week, but he was still more featured than he was and that's that. And that, that's really, that is the way that WWE's operated, especially since AEW's been a thing, is rather than just letting a guy be out of sight, out of mind, especially because social media these days, people never really can be out of sight, out of mind. You can always drum up a yeah. buzz and trend. WWE's other way to go about it is okay let's just try to devalue this person as much as possible in the eyes of the audience by having right. them lose or look ridiculous so uh i you know hojo i don't know about ko being pushed i think you know let's take a look and see what his actual win law i mean he's he's going to win later on here tonight as we'll touch on but really let's look on how he's presented in the big angles overall and, and we'll see you know? this was his first singles win in months okay so 
And I think September since 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 September. And I think there's also a point too with these. I mean, obviously, again, all the people we named that are now in AEW, we all know that they would leave. I think there is a certain phase right now. WWE might still be in the phase with KO where they're holding out hope that they are going to keep him if if they do want to keep him. So they're maybe giving him a little hope. Okay, we're going to have you beat Finn Balor tonight clean, or we're going to have you do this. And then once it gets to a point where you realize you're not getting him back, well, then we start seeing right. uh, the different booking. Yeah. Uh, Hojo to go Bolinski saying, Brian wasn't seen for a couple of months when he left. Actually, when his contract was up was that weekend he wrestled Roman Reigns in the main event of SmackDown. Yes. So he, was... he wasn't seen after that. That was his choice and taking his time negotiating with AEW, I would assume. He, wasn't, he didn't even have a no-compete, so that was his choice to not be seen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll... Uh, the Kevin Owens story, certainly one of several more we'll be watching personnel-wise uh, coming up. DTA podcast bringing up Malachi Black was just being pushed before he left WWE. So was Keith Lee. Sometimes these releases are, I don't, who knows? Yeah. Right. We'll see. Uh, ultimately, though, uh, in the six-man tag that happened, Seth Rollins gets the win. He gets the pin on Riddle. Uh, we also it's later see a little, uh, little issues with Riddle and Orton. Or not so much issues, but it's more of Daddy Orton kind of giving the lecture. It's my favorite just... nickname for Randy Orton. <laughs> Papa Orton. Papa Orton. No, no, no. Daddy Orton. Daddy Daddy Orton. Orton, (laughs) Daddy Orton giving his lecture to Stoner Son. (laughs) 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 Giving him the the lecture on a rhetorical question (laughs) not to answer. So we'll keep an eye on that. Because, I mean, hey, we are coming up on Royal Rumble season. That's the time where you start to, if you're going to split teams, you know, Riddle, Orton, uh, almost AJ, that's when these times start to happen. And Riddle's what, 35, 36? It's not like he's he's pretty old. Yeah. Is he? (laughs) And I'm turning 34 (laughs) next Monday. I'm like, is he that old? (laughs) My, I'm three years away from my uh, viewership no longer mattering. So (laughs) I got you guys beat. (laughs) That's a great way to put it. I know. (laughs) That's a great way to put it. (laughs) Doesn't matter if you watch or not anymore. (laughs) They're like, ah. That's sad. Yeah. As long as you buy tickets. Well, Daddy Randy, Raj, I like that one too. Raj, you'll always uh, your opinion will always matter because you 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 have the power. You control the lever to one of the the biggest wrestling sites in the world. So your opinion always going to matter. You can dictate a lot of things. <laughs> I got to pull myself off though. Like I don't want you don't want some old guy on there. <laughs> as long as you don't become Vince, as long as you don't become out of touch with the the website business, I guess I don't know. <laughs> that pyro is too loud. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you don't instruct like an, an age edict of like <laughs> nobody at this age can strike a key on my website. <laughs> to be a writer, you've got to be 18. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, we get Bianca versus Tamina. Um, I don't remember the last time Tamina, Tamina had a singles uh, match, but she's up against Bianca. This is not a squash match, as you might think, just based upon where the two are in their regularly uh, weekly presentation in WWE this is you know Bianca had to work a little bit she does show off her power gets the win here um but yeah I mean Tamina gets gets a competitive match and, and Issa I mean it, it, Bianca she's over with this crowd you know this crowd I was watching what do they stand up for what do they make some noise for and between her charisma and, and, and sassiness and then just her brute strength that she always shows off with the athleticism she's over Yes, Bianca is over, I believe, everywhere she goes. She's getting some of the best reactions that I've seen. And I love seeing her against Tamina because Tamina just looks so much 
she looks as strong as Bianca, so it allows her to show up her strength a lot more. It just didn't, I just didn't think it made any sense. We haven't seen Tamina on TV for how long, and now she's going to show up. Whatever, we got to build Bianca back up and give her some wins. I understand that. I just didn't think it made sense. But overall, I like the match. I love seeing the reaction for Bianca. I think she's a star. Yeah, I think the idea was since Dewdrop is her feud, you know, and she's you know more physically imposing um, wrestler to have Bianca against a, a physically imposing wrestler. I, I like this, you know. I thought it, this was what it should be: short, didn't go through a commercial break, didn't drag, a showcase for Bianca. Bianca looked awesome; she was over. This is what we need more of on Raw. Yeah, and after the match, Dewdrop comes out and says, you know, she could take advantage and attack Bianca after Bianca just had this match, but. She's not going to do that. That wouldn't be fair, but she's going to be looking for her after Survivor Series. So all of a sudden, Dewdrop, who was once being bullied by Eva Marie, and she was all happy spirit fingers, now she's like menacing, you know, contemplating sneak attacks. You know where to help her? Eva Marie? Eva Marie is her manager. <laughs> um, yeah, they showed her watching the TV. They, I'm still, have you ever tried watching TV like this? That looks like an Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it hurts your neck it's tough it is you know, and why, I, I, like, it's so it, unnatural it just it drives is. me nuts when they do it i'm gonna do the show like this <laughs> which is just all well now you're not, now you're just now you're just getting now you're just getting people off on side shoulder view <laughs> right. you know, you me know. or oh. Oh, you okay. definitely mm. you raj definitely you <laughs> Raj, yeah. where's your where's your uh, cat ears and pink top? I know. Why don't you have your purple top on? Yeah, I failed. He didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want to match me. You know, we figure we do different colors. We'll match next week. Next next time. But to your point about the TV thing, I, I'll give. Um, I, I don't always like to do compare because they are different products in a way. But like at least AEW, when they have shown people backstage, they they've had enough common sense to show a group of people watching a monitor because like. I think the average person kind of thinks that's probably what, you know, who's standing watching this one TV by themselves? Where, like, like and smiling? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't know. that's no. one of those. That's one of those little things. That's one of those little things that Vincent is stuck with. Of like, this is how yeah. we do it here. This is just how we do it here. We have a clean, nice, produced, lit area, and you're gonna watch this monitor because you're the person who's of conflict with this other person. But it's just it, it it's it's right there with the way they conduct their backstage interviews. Yeah, you know, let me come up to you when there's one minute left in the show. Final thoughts on the paper? Like, who does that? What this is this is she, she's not Bob Woodward. It's the worst journalistic <laughs> attempt ever. Like, who is this? Oh my god, I agree. A lot of things that they need to. I lost you guys here for a second. Whoa, what Whoa. just happened? Whoa. Whoa. That's not fun. I was supposed I mean, to be the I was supposed to be the middle square. There we go. There you go. <laughs> it's in my contract on the middle square. Okay, uh, Becky Lynch promo. Uh, maybe maybe a highlight here. Becky Lynch promo coming out. Uh, you know, Charlotte knows who I am. She don't. They don't don't listen to her. Uh, it's not again. Not about brand supremacy. So her and Biggie both trying to get away from the brand supremacy stuff. Um, you know, this is not about brand supremacy. Uh, talks about it being personal. Uh, she's interrupted by Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv Morgan and her have a little exchange. Becky did have a video package still ready, just in case Liv would come out. <laughs> just in case she brought it up. <laughs> and uh, talking about how Liv is, you know, wants to live up to, to Becky's expectations and what have you. Uh, they have a little bit of a physicality. Becky tries to put a finishing move on Liv. Liv is able to uh, to counter her. So again, 
Same thing with the Dewdrop Bianca thing, kind of teasing Liv Morgan's hanging around and waiting for Becky Lynch. Uh, Raj, Becky versus Charlotte. This this would be the highlight if I'm in New York, if I'm going to think about going to Survivor Series, because this does not feel like lame brand supremacy. This actually does feel like there's more to it, whether it is well-booked uh, storyline. What's going on? What the hell is going on? That's not me. Retribu- it's not me. Retribution's hacking us. Ali! This feels big. This feels like something bigger than brand supremacy. And then they screw it up by having Liv Morgan come out. Can't we wait a week on that? Did, did right. that have to be on this show? That, that match is not at Survivor Series. So why not pause on Liv Morgan versus Becky? Just keep it on Becky and Charlotte. And then that's what you – because by the end, I, I almost completely forgot about Charlotte, you know, because they went to, to live. I thought the stuff with Charlotte, though, was fantastic. I thought her promo was great. It felt real. That's my kind of wrestling where you blur the lines like Sean and Brett, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, uh, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston recently, where you can't tell what's real, where, where the reality starts and the fiction stops and I, I love that and and they're doing that here and then they went to live and this is no disrespect with live just this was not the week for them to build that feud well let me ask you this isa based upon what raj just said are they introducing Dewdrop? you know teasing that are they introducing live uh, teasing that because they need get out of they need like evacuation basically they need they need third party how are we gonna you know we're not gonna. We don't want. We don't want either Charlotte or Becky to have to lose clean. So we need something that can foil this. Like, is that what they're? Are we setting up for that? You know, I hadn't thought about it until you just brought it up. I was, I was, I was on Rash's side here, thinking, why is Liv out here? I appreciated Becky Lynch say, "Hey, I done this a couple of times. I knew you were gonna interrupt me, so I have a video package." The way that she said that, I thought it was great because I never think it makes sense that they just go, "Oh, I have a video package," without explaining why. Um, I I need to see a clean finish, and if it's not a clean finish, then it needs to be because somebody just loses it and gets DQ. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey style. I don't know if you guys remember that match at Survivor Series where Charlotte just got DQ and just beat the crap out of her. That's what I would like to see here if we're not going to do a clean finish. I don't want anybody to get involved. Um, I This is the one match that I feel has a buildup. Not that they done it, just because of what we know based on the behind the scenes is why we're so into it. But yeah, I... I can see them doing that, but I'd rather just have a good match between the two of them. We know they can kill it. Well, yeah, I just think. I mean, if if, if they if there was trouble being on the same page for the title exchange a few weeks ago, and they might be working us, which if they are, great because we're, we're we are we are you know invested in this and 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 we're more into this than most most else. But if there really is some problems, and I think there probably is some root of some just you know professional you know whatever. If they had trouble getting on the same page for a title exchange, imagine the conversation that that is having to be had by Vince or Bruce or whomever with with each of these ladies and then together of who's going to put who over and how is it going to look? And I got to think as you're trying to, you know, babysit both egos, personalities who you're going to have for for a long term around. Okay, well. Let's get somebody involved. Or let's get two people. Let's have Liv tries to foil Becky and uh, somebody from SmackDown tries to foil Charlotte and we protect both of them. And Samantha in the chat uh, kind of saying the same thing. Liv will be there to interfere. My only thing is I don't think they've done that before. Like in these brand versus brand matches where they have someone in the midst of a 
you know, brand specific storyline interfere. You know, when Roman faced Drew, Brock faced Daniel Bryan, Brock faced uh, AJ Styles, they they never really did that. So no, they haven't. Yeah, so I, I, they kind of leave the matches usually pretty straightforward. So I I don't know. I don't see them doing that. All right. Well, your hook audience is to stick around because we're going to uh, end this podcast tonight with our Survivor Series prediction. So we'll see where Raj Giri lands and Issa on who is in fact going to win. We say you got a lot of fans on here, a.k.a. saying you're perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Me and Justin get no love. <laughs> I think you're both perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I was fishing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up next. Isa, I feel like... Never mind. Never mind. No, what? No, you got, you, no. You got a fan. She's got a fan club. No, I know she has a fan club. I'm not... that. I. She... It makes me proud. She's taken the the she's taken the, the our wrestling world by storm. It makes me it, it absolutely does. it really does. And I mean I I mean that's sincerity. I I, I I'm reading all the comments and I'm like reading the comments. I'm trying to follow my notes and I'm like like there's comments on you know, all there the we love. Go, here we go. Here's another one. Yeah. I'm... The only one getting love on this chat is Isa. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. <laughs> go follow her across the, all the platforms. We'll let her do the official plug later. All right, Street Profits up against Alpha Academy. Um, I got a confession to make. I love the Street Profits. Every week I have an anxiety when I watch their entrance because every week I'm like, dude, Montez, calm down. You're going to spill whatever's in your red solo cup. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's probably just a gimmick drink. There's probably nothing in there. But he's bouncing around holding this cup. He's raining. I'm like, he's going to spill something. You don't want a party foul. That's just my own personal anxiety. Street Profits do get a win, though, over Alpha Academy. Raj, I... We had American Alpha, which was a great tag team. We had to, you know, obviously Jason Jordan's health got in the way. But they, but even before that, they split that for stupid reasons, for Jason Jordan to be Kurt's son. You have Otis, which was great with Heavy Machinery. We split that. So now we've merged these two. What is this? Otis had great comedy chops. I thought Vince would enjoy having a big, funny, fat guy. But no, he has to serious him up. What is this? <laughs> well, I, I was tweeting this earlier, too. I just felt like, man, if only that Otis-Mandy Rose storyline played out in front of crowds, right? Like if it, if it, if they could have held it off till now and paid it off, but man, that feels like five years ago. The uh, Otis Mandy Rose yeah. stuff, yeah, it does. and that was last year. Um, yeah, I mean, this version of Otis isn't doing it for me. I think Chad Gable's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, as a tag team, they're fine. I just wish I just feel like they dropped the ball on Otis because he was seriously before uh, the pandemic caused the shutdowns. He was like the hottest thing in the company, or one of the hottest things in the company. Uh, M21 Issa's hot fire. <laughs> Damn uh, it. <laughs> Garris Plowman, Issa versus Jack Farmer for Winks. I'll say this. Jack Farmer has a better head of hair, but I think Issa's got everything else. Uh, we we, we got to do Jack and Issa and uh, see if they can coexist. Can they coexist? <laughs> Hojo to go Belinsky. Fight. Jerry Lawler. Is that puppies? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't see what that was before I clicked it. I didn't, okay. Um, there we go. Issa, go ahead. Listen, I really have been enjoying Chad Gable. Otis never did it for me, not even throughout the Mandy Rose storyline. So I don't like him, but I like seeing Chad Gable. So if this is how I'm going to get Chad Gable, I'm okay with that. They make a good tag team. They're fun to watch. <sighs> 
they are fun to watch, but I mean, like, it's I don't know. I, I guess just because I enjoyed Otis as, as a baby face, I don't know. I just he was good. He was. He, he had a cult following. He he was different. He was unique. He had charisma. He has no charisma right now. No, he's stoic. He's just yeah. there. Like, I know. Again, I know that he his look. I know Vince is not going to send him to the Today Show right. to, to, to promote. Right. So, he's not going on Fallon to promote Survivor Series like Roman is. But I don't know. It, it, he's just. He was a Chris Farley. He was fun. He was, you know, he was, I don't know. He was engaging. I, I like, I don't, why take that away? I mean, he got the win on Money in the Bank for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you hear the latest uh, Pritchard podcast? Or I guess it would, it would have been a week ago. But uh, no. They were talking about when they first, you know, they signed Manu, who was, I think, Sika's kid, right? Or Office kid. Sika's, I think. It's, no, no, no. Because that would make Roman Reigns his brother. So it must have been Office Kid. Okay. Because uh, Roman Reigns' brother is um, Umaga. But, but My anyway. branches of the Samoan family tree get kind of... <laughs> you know, but they, they were talking about how, like, you know, they were looking, they were signing Manu, and they were looking at Sika's... And they're like, look at Sika's kid. This guy is a star. And this was... He was in high school, I think, at the time, or just getting into college. Oh, yeah, he was in college. He was playing college ball. They're like, this guy is going to be a star and. And then you you see what ended up happening. Anyway, just random. Sorry, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a I cool mean, story. <laughs> I, but no, I mean, it, I mean, I guess the moral of the story is like, it, you know, you're never no, nothing is ever for sure. Like right. you're just exactly. You, you can you, you, the perspective can change, and you know, it's a matter of the day. It's all it's that's the way things happen there. Uh, uh says full gear was great. I was eight and one overall. Damn MJF. <laughs> I was I went to full gear for MJF, so I was happy that he won. MJF had to win. I felt like he's he's on such a roll; he can't lose right now. Agreed. Uh, Donnie Cho, nine ninety nine. Jack Farmer is the Ned Flanders of internet wrestling dudes. <laughs> he paid ten dollars to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's we got. I got to send that to Jack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what Raj. I forget what percentage you get of the YouTube comments, but you just made some money off of uh, Jack <laughs> Farmer Ned Flanders. <laughs> All right, we're having fun here. Uh, Veer Mahan is coming to Raw. Where he's been? I thought he'd been there. I, thought, I didn't know he was coming. I thought he's already here. But um, what is this? What am, what am I missing, Raj? I thought like he'd been with Jinder for these. Like what? What is this? He's been there with Jinder against Drew for all this stuff. They got split up in their draft. Yeah, Jinder is on SmackDown now. Mm-hmm. So this is a. And then when did they start using the last name for him? Just like a couple weeks ago. They just added it. What? Well, Issa, why does he get a last name? Everybody else gets one named. It Usually, sounds, it's taken away. It sounds like you're saying Vince McMahon with your mouthful. <laughs> well, someone said like like you're loaded. You're just like yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> How tremendous! If, if if that ever gets revealed as a story, is Vince had like one too many gins <laughs> after the show was in the limo eating steak and said it was a mouthful of medium rare cow in his mouth. Goes, let's call him Bear Mahon. Oh my god! I was like, oh my yeah. god! So I mean, this guy. Is so uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Million Dollar Arm. Uh, yeah, about the it's- Pittsburgh Pirate. It's him. Yeah. That's based on him. Yeah. So he's uh, a legitimate uh, big deal. 
I'm surprised it's never been mentioned uh, yet. But yeah, I mean, there's a freaking movie with John yeah. Hamm, a Disney movie based on this guy. Yeah, Corey Graves, who's from Pittsburgh here, his own commentary. Corey Graves has made little references at times. Uh, if, if you knew what you're listening for, you'd hear him. Yeah. And yeah, it's actually funny. When he started, uh, what, what were they called when they were in NXT? When he was in NXT. Um, yeah. Um, whatever they were. Uh, what were they called? Now I'm Malcolm Bivens was their was their manager, right? I think. Right. When they were down there, I actually had several, you know, working here in the Pittsburgh sports media, I had several people message me going, Is this the same dude that was on the Pirates roster or whatever? And I'm like, Yeah, that's that's the picture. That's the that's that's him. Um yeah, I mean you're right. I'm they, they, there's a whole thing here that's been on that they really haven't tapped into that they could. And that's even before, oh, can the guy work? I mean, he's kind of been really protected, so I'm in no way to say that he's a good worker or not. But he's got size and a look. And they've obviously been very proactive in the last 10 years of expanding their um, international appeal. You know, I mean, you know, we have so many performers that are from all across the world, which is great. So mm-hmm. that, that he falls in that bucket as well. So, I, yeah, I don't know. But, I, yeah, the whole – Veer Mahan is coming to Raw. I was like, I thought he'd been. I thought he's already in the door. He's already got a key yeah. to the, the Raw stadium. I thought. When was the last time someone got a last name added? I think it's Charlotte Flair, because she was originally Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Usually it's taken away, but I cannot think of someone getting a last name added on. And I'll say this about Veer: um, he has tools. I mean, he can move. You know, when it was him and Shanky, Veer was the one that stood out to me watching him because he can. He can move. He's he's agile. He's a big guy and 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 can still go. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think he's got some potential. Somebody check his age. Does he fall under the new age thing? That we're no. I, he's, I mean, that million dollar arm came out like ten years ago. Ten years ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Nightmare knee five dollars. Raw sucked. You guys rock. Raj and Justin are perfect. All oh, lol. Thank you guys. Thank you, Nightmare. Thank you. <laughs> In the share. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Thank you. In the share. <sighs> yeah. There we go. All right. the, the, the listeners of this uh, show are just fantastic. Thank you, guys. And it's great. We, you know, we, we love, you first guys. off, all of you that are, that watch. I mean, well, you watch for Issa, but you're watching <laughs> and you're, you're live, you're engaging. But then, and I always love, and every time I prompt this, I get responses. So I'm going to do it again. It's cheap, cheap plug. Tweet me at Justin Labar. Tweet. Tweet at Raj Gary underscore three or three. Tweet at NYC Demon Diva. Like, let me know if, if you're not watching live because you have to go to bed or something like that. Like, what what are you doing on Tuesday? Are you driving to work? Are you sitting in class, you know, procrastinating? Are you ignoring your boss? What are you doing? Are you going for a walk? What are you doing? How are you consuming the podcast? Uh, what's your favorite part? Send it to me. I, lo- I always love uh, that call to action of, uh, you know, how are you? How are we part of your life? What's what's the deal here? Are, are are you like grooming yourself with Manscaped, and you got the you got the you, you're playing the podcast in the background? Like, what are you doing? So 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 in my office, it's just me. Uh, I have a, a single office in this office building. It's a uh, it's Regis. They you know rent out office spaces. So I, I was used to work for Regis. I was an area manager. Oh, nice, very yes. cool. So yeah, so I have a single office, but uh, this was like a month ago, and you know uh, the guys might be listening right now. So I'm getting coffee. And this guy comes up to me. He goes, "Are you Raj Geary?" And this is at my office. You know, it was so cool. And I'm like, the "Yes." Raj and he's Geary. like, "Hey, I'm a big fan of the podcast." And I showed him my office, and it was really cool. So, it, you know, just 
bumping into you guys it's always awesome love it so cool uh sergio says playing madden while i wind down my evening that's awesome nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah my the 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 best one i have raj is is, uh is standing and and peeing in, in a bathroom uh and and there's the plastic divider and somebody looking over and I can feel somebody looking over and like, you know, guy code, you don't look over at a dude unless you, unless you're, unless you're at the bar or at the game or whatever with the dude, you don't look over at the dude that you're peeing next to, unless you're having a conversation. Like, I can feel eyes. I'm like, what is going on? And then I just hear, Hey man, love your podcast. <laughs> let's, let's wash hands before we shake it. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll move on. It's like a little headbutt bump. Yeah. But not hands. It really is incredible, though. I've been feeling a lot of love from Wrestling Inc. viewers, especially attending the shows that I've been going to. I always run into a bunch of our viewers that always shut us out. So it's awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, picking back up the raw, we got Nikki A.S.H. versus Queen Zelina. Queen Zelina is going to get to hit the code red after a little distraction with Carmella. Uh, Queen Zelina is on a roll, boys and girls. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Six straight wins after winning the crown. She hasn't lost on TV in, in months. She went from losing to only winning. Yeah, she only lost before that. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I, I think Zelina's great. I, I, I like it. I, I just think like what they're doing with Rhea, though, is just a waste. They don't know what to do with her. They don't get her character. It's clear Vince doesn't get that character. Nikki a- A.S.H. and her as tag champions. You forget right. those titles exist. I mean, it's... I don't know, but I'll be fair, Raj. I don't even know if if, if I if I was if I was booking role. I don't even know how I would use Rhea. I'm kind of baffled to what to do with Rhea. Honestly, I mean she's she has obviously a different look. And props to her for being. You know, and anybody that's not familiar with this, go Google what Rhea Ripley looked like four or five years ago. I mean, she had the more traditional long blonde hair. Uh, just, just I'll just say traditional look. I don't know. I don't want to classify anything else. But she made a point to kind of like create you know, her own identity, create something that was different. And like, I give total props to that and the courage that that takes. But I also don't know, like she's never impressed me on the mic, even when she was working the Charlotte feud. So leading to mania. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do differently. Necessarily. I mean, putting her with a superhero wannabe is not the thing, but I don't know what else to do with Rhea. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I mean, she, uh her song is this is my brutality and she comes out smiling and just like you know just all smiles which right away that doesn't jive um i mean again it's it's one of those things like if we don't get it that's fine but they should be allowed to create you know their artists let her do her thing let her do her promos let her take charge of this character if it doesn't work then pull it off tv but at least you know, at least you're giving it a shot because, look, Vince is, what, 77 years old, something like that, 76. He's not going to get a lot of these younger characters. And at some point, you just got to sit back and not judge because you don't get it that it won't work. Well, Raj, that's the that's the summary of a lot of things with, right. like, with him, right? I mean, like, I don't know. Got to say, I, uh, uh, Martin... Martin Cassis saying hello, hello, uh, former Lucha Underground champ. Thank you for joining us, Martin. Thank you. Uh, Issa, Rhea Ripley, what's the verdict for you? I used to love her. Love her. And now, 
And no offense to Carmela, because I like Carmela. I think she's improved. But I felt sadness seeing Rhea Ripley sell for Carmela today. Like, I'm like, this is not where I want to see Rhea Ripley. I would love to see old school Rhea Ripley against Becky Lynch for the title. I think that would be an amazing feud. We haven't seen it, but not this Rhea Ripley. I don't like her in the tag team with um, Nikki Ash. It's just, this is not hitting for me. I remember when Rhea Ripley came out and called out Charlotte after Charlotte won the Rumble. I felt so hyped. And then everything from there just went. And I don't know what happened. Yeah. But I think I think you can turn it around. I think you can turn anybody around with the right booking. They've done it time again and time again. It's just how. No, you're absolutely right about that. That's something I've, I've I always believe that he says that like you can quickly make people forget yeah. about the past. If you do four strong weeks, if you answer with four strong weeks, you can quickly change the tide. It's just they obviously more often than not, it's it is the fifty fifty. Uh, yes. But as Issa mentioned, Carmella then versus Rhea Ripley follows. Carmella dishing out some brutal super kicks, by the way, and they they may note of in the replay. Uh, Rhea Ripley hits the riptide, so she gets the win, though. So yeah, it, yeah, we'll see here. Uh, it was fifty uh, fifty, basically. Yes, it was. Issa, question for you from Donnie Cho, four ninety nine. Uh, as a fellow Puerto Rican woman, do you feel an extra affinity with Zelina? Have you met her and know her stories? Uh, I love Selena, and yes, I do feel a certain... We, we're biased, right? We're Puerto Ricans, that's how we act. If you have a Puerto Rican up there, we're going to have their back no matter what. Um, I met her, and she laughed about taking a picture with me because I was wearing high heels, and she said absolutely not because she's short, shorter than me. Um, and I, I cosplay her before, so she follows me on Twitter because she liked my cosplay. Very nice. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> now, Zelena's she just uh she has a ton of talent and uh, was just an awesome manager so it's, of course they took her out of that role pretty pretty quickly last year but she was one of the stars of that PC era yeah. where especially when they had no crowds and and those shows i mean i try to block them out now but <laughs> you know, we all do yeah. yeah they were i mean they were brutal it was it's depressing thinking about it but she was an mvp of that that era i mean she was just fantastic she also got the stunt double in the the rocks big production of Paige's life if i remember right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah, was I, no she wasn't a stunt double she was uh aj lee, AJ lee. Mm-hmm. no she played okay that's right yeah. i knew she was involved somewhere uh who else uh, tessa blanchard was in there tessa well, blanchard was the stunt double stunt double Paige. there we go yeah there we go. Yeah, the Puerto Rican stick. Uh, you know, Damien. Uh, where was Damien Priest hey, tonight? Ginger's the best. <laughs> <laughs> On a video package. Video Two package. weeks in a row. Yeah, I mean, he no, had he that little. He wasn't. Was he? Did he had a video package last week? No, no, no. I meant like two weeks oh. in a row. He's not on the show, and he had the little thing with uh, what's his face, T Bar. Well, he had an amazing match. The yeah. last time we saw him, they had that no DQ match with the candlestick and the awesome table spot, and then he just goes, am I? Yeah. That's what they do. with. They tend to do that with Priest a lot. He'll be super hot, and then you don't see him for weeks, and then he's super hot again. And that's the thing. with It's one thing if you're a Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns where you don't need to be on TV every week, and it probably helps you not to be on TV every week because mm-hmm. your appearances mean that much more. But when you're up and coming like a, a Damian Priest, he needs to be on. And if you think about it, the... The, the match that we're getting, Damian Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura, this is a really good match, but the build-up has been horrible. They just announced it on social media today. I can't wait to see this match, actually. I'm more excited for this and Charlotte and Becky than anything else going into Survivor Series, but they've done nothing to build this match up. Nothing. Yeah. 
I, they, they they haven't said each other's names. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at. I think if we're gonna make this interesting, what they need to do is put uh, Rick books on the line. Whoever wins gets Rick books <laughs> oh, to like rock. I'd them lose out. on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cozy Jones, Isa Isa, hot, 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 hot. There we go. Getting jealous. Getting jealous here. All right. Um, Me and Justin, we wore nice hats tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I manscaped. Good lord, what else do you want from me? Come on. What just happened? You know how long that takes to all the deodorant and everything? Are you guys both wearing the deodorant? Not tonight, but Raj, when, I, you first. when I when I do, I do I do the whole thing. I do the whole shebang. Yeah, of course. I don't always groom, but when I do, I use my skin. Absolutely. Every other every other week. Um and Donnie Cho, inverse question for Raj. Does the Dota ever mess with your sense of what it means to be an Indian man? Yeah. Huh. Um No, no. Um you know what? In general, in media and movies and TV shows, up until like the last ten years, you didn't really see much Indian rep- representation in yeah. in those fields. I mean, Short Circuit, remember that? That guy wasn't even Indian. It was a white guy playing uh, the Indian guy. So, who yeah, was we, yeah, was a, yeah, yeah, Fisher Stevens is a white guy. Now, what was the character name? He was the uh, oh Johnny Five, that guy. Short know. Circuit. He was like the main. He was like right. the lead of Short Circuit Two. Uh, one of the main guys in Short Circuit One. He was the uh, the scientist. But you know, we didn't have much uh, representation, and um, so just you know, seeing it evolving. And you know, I was the first Indian guy ever in my high school, and the second Indian person was my sister. So uh, in Virginia, so you know, seeing it evolve, it's it's. I don't know. I think it's really cool and seeing yeah. my daughters and. You know, they're it's very different for them, and I think it's awesome. That is awesome. As a just talking about wrestling, as a wrestling fan, like did like did it, did that ever bother you that like oh, why do I not see an Indian or like I mean like like, like gender? I guess gender is probably the biggest name, right? Kali. Oh, Kali. Oh, Kali. oh sure. Yeah. Okay. Kali was huge, and I mean he's huge in India. Yeah. Um, it didn't bother me just because I was used to it in all other forms of media. So okay, yeah, I was just I was just used to it. Did you uh, re- like? Obviously, it's kind of like it's it's a little bit of a joke that like. I, so you're, I know you're right. Kali's huge in India, but obviously it's a little bit of a joke of like he's his size is massive, but he's obviously not a good wrestler. He's just kind of an attraction. Right. <clears throat> he's a Barnum and Bailey attraction. Like, did it? Did, did you, does it ever bother you? Like that he kind of gets shafted with respect from fans, lack right. of respect from fans. I, and, and this isn't just because he's Indian. I just think like uh, in general with. When people are interested in someone, they don't have to be it, wrestling is not real, so it's a performance. So if people are interested in the character, if Kali is doing great ratings, then yeah, it is a little disrespectful that people just laugh him off when he was drawing big ratings and doing uh, doing good buy rates. And, and, you know, and back then they did the pay per view numbers, and those you know the first I think it was the first or second Saturday Night's main event was Kali and. John Cena when it came back and it did a big number. It did their best number for that show. So yeah, I mean, if, if you know, it's uh, undermining the uh, interest that he really did have. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course he was, a, you know, on screen accompanied by 
Ranjan Singh, who was Dave uh, a huge influential figure behind the scenes for for WWE. Uh, so that's that's kind of cool to see. Uh, I mean, that's interesting to look at. I mean, obviously, again, it's kind of they do a lot better job in the last decade. Again, of of you know, we have Scottish, Irish, English, Australia. We have Japanese, Chinese. They have so many different um, you know. Uh, stars from all around the world, but th- but that's only the last ten years. That really, you know, prior to that, it, w- it right. was very, <laughs> very. I mean, we're just now getting Chinese, and uh, yeah. and and that takes us to this other uh, super chat. Uh, Donnie Cho saying, as a Korean man, our representation in the WWE has been woeful. Jimmy Wang, Jimmy Yang Wang. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Wang Yang. Oh, representation is very important. NYC Kennedy, <laughs> Raj and Justin. Oh, look at the hearts. Look at that. That's very sweet. Very nice. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we got one more here. Um, I am Vish. I am Vish. Uh, watch Raw on your podcast. That's rupees. We got, we got India in the house. Hey. Watch Raw on your podcast for six years in a row now. Uh, it's six years in a row. Now I hate the Raw, and I don't understand why can't they just rebrand and have an AEW-like environment. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> One of my big problems with Raw and, and WWE programming in general is it's so overproduced that you, it's hard to ha- have organic moments when you have LEDs just going off all over the place on the ring posts and on the ring apron. and It's just too much. And, uh, you know, at some point, it, it would be like if the NFL, if they had the, the goalposts were LEDs or, you know, at some point you got to stop, you know, once in the playing field, you got to stop. UFC, you're not going to have uh, LEDs in the octagon. You know, at some point, it, it, you just got to have it feel like a sport because it's a scripted sport. Otherwise, it's you, you just lose but, that. But yeah, but uh, Raj, I get it. But to them, it is this is a this is all just a visual stage show. Oh, how for do sure. We, how do we? You know, I, I watch AJ come out. We're going to get to him in just a second. We watch AJ come out and like the blue led of like the glove that comes together. I mean, like it, it I mean, you know, you th- we think about like back in uh, I referenced survivor series 95. We go back to 95 Raj of watching 90, you know, when raw was the little neon light right. uh, entrance way. And they came out the, like, it's amazing the evolution and how just sure. larger than life it is. And, and, but it's like the things that we and our, and the fans here, like the things that bother us, at the end of the day, it doesn't make it to the boardroom. Those things right. mean nothing to them. Right. Exactly. These these, these ten dollar American hundred rubies. What they they that means nothing to them com- compared to what they are basing their decision making. Which sucks. It is the ultimate, you know, corporate versus little guy story. But it means right. nothing to them. And, and that's kind of the problem. I think I feel like well, and I don't like doing AEW versus WWE stuff. But in general, you watch AEW, and it feels like. A sporting, a scripted sporting event with fans participating. Whereas WWE, their shows, it feels like you're watching a performance in a video game setting, almost. You know what I mean? Like it, or, it, or if you're a fan, you're an extra, and you're told what to say. Right. You're given, you're given a sign to hold up. You're told when not to speak. Right. It doesn't be. You don't get that organic fans going nuts just into the the show and. I just think it's overproduced. I feel like they should, and they're not going to. I mean, yeah. they're always going up, not taking stuff down. But yeah, yeah. 
Uh, of course, we're live on YouTube. We're live on Twitch. Uh, give a Twitch shout out to the real tight spot. Justin Labar's a badass mofo and so awful to biz. Look at that. <laughs> you got one. Got one. <laughs> we got one. Annie Potts. Uh, Ghostbusters. We're all good. We got one. We got one. <laughs> I'm rec- How I'm stupid is it that they're releasing that movie after Halloween? Why? Uh, well, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's weird. That, that movie's been delayed and delayed because of the yeah, pandemic. so you can pretty yeah, much pick the date, right? It's I, done. I, I'm, my guess is there's probably some analytics and focus group that's like, do it around Thanksgiving, people being off the school holidays. Work. I don't, I'm recording Fallon right now. Nobody spoil it for me. I'm recording Fallon right now. He's got the Ghostbusters. He's got uh, Bill Murray, Eddie, or Ernie Hudson, and, and Dan Aykroyd on. Looking oh, damn. That's, I'm looking for, like, my wife's like, what you know, like my birthday's coming up, and she's like, "What, like, what do you, what, what do you want?" Because like I'm one of those people, like I don't, I don't really need anything. I just, I, I buy whatever I need for myself. If it's something I need, I'm like, "Well, I'm looking forward to a Ghostbusters movie with these guys, and I want to go to the theater and see." I never thought I'd see another Ghostbusters two came out like '92, right? I, and that no. sucked, right? Yeah, well, no, it didn't suck. It, didn't it suck. wasn't good. Vigo was a great heel, but it didn't <laughs> suck. But I never thought I'd get to see a Ghostbusters again in a theater. So I'm like, I kind of want to see Ghostbusters in theaters. There's a new Scream out in January. I kind of yep. want to see a Scream out in theater. I'm a big Scream guy. I'm there. Now, she's never been to New York around Christmas time, so I'm trying to work that out to take her to New York right around Christmas. Like I'm, I'm just looking at the little things, and I'm like, you know, the so this is this is big to me in my world right now. Like we got the Ghostbusters on Fallon tonight. That's huge. You know, Roman Reigns is on Fallon, Issa, this Wednesday. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to sneak into that building. How, how do you get tickets for Fallon for something well, like that? that my, my, my wife loves Colbert, but I feel like you have to like go there really early in the morning. No, no, right? no. There's a website. The problem is that if it's already like they're free, and you can go to the taping. It's just a right. matter of whether the date that you are coming. I'll send you the website. I got right. all the info. You just sign up. If the date is available, they send you the tickets. Yeah. So you can. So day of, you can't do. Uh, no, you have to, I mean, sometimes I do a ticket lottery, but I think that's more for like SNL. I don't think they do ticket gotcha. lotteries anymore, especially since the pandemic. I think they changed the atmosphere. You used to be able to go in at like 6, 7 a.m. and they'll be giving out a handful of tickets to people, but they yeah. don't do that anymore. Okay. So like for Roman Reigns, you would have to find a way to. Yeah, there's no, there's no tickets available. Not that I looked or anything. But... <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest, the, the best. 30 Rock experience I ever had was uh, I've got to go to own NBC Sports twice to talk WWE years ago, and the soundstage that I was that we would record on with Michelle Beadle, it was across the hall from Fallon, and then it was like counter, it was like it was counter like counter to uh, to the SNL stage, and I was there on a Friday, so SNL was doing a dress rehearsal, and Fallon was doing a sound check. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the closest I'm ever going to be to, like, to, you know, television iconic, the late show and SNL. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I thought the same thing, Raj. I'm like, how does one eat? Like, I asked, asked, like, some, like, you know, like, just run around producer. I'm like, how do you get to go to, like, Fallon? You know, and, and Fallon was pretty new to NBC at the time. And they're like, oh, it's, you know, you, <laughs> it's like a big thing. <laughs> I think right now the first show that you can get tickets for Fallon is not until like December something. Like everything right. else is already out. Oh wow! And, and I was sitting in a green room to go on an NBC Sports. I'm like, you mean you can't even like hook me up? I can't go to Fallon tonight. I'm in New York. Like, <laughs> oh no, sir, we can't do that. And I'm like, what the hell? Jeez. <laughs> you know, this is a this is a, a bit of a racket. All right, uh, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. KO wins with a stunner. Of course, uh, Kevin Owens continuing his uh, heel run, as we talked about earlier. 
what's Kevin Owens? You know, what's his future hold? Is he AEW? Is he staying with WWE? Right now, it seems like they're trying to invest a little bit in Kevin Owens. They're, they're, they're at least making it seem like such. He gets a clean win on Finn Balor. There was no outside interference, no shenanigans. It was just Kevin Owens getting the better of him after a long-fault match. Uh, Raj, uh, are, are you invested in Kevin Owens in any which way? I think Kevin Owens is just – he's best as a heel. Uh, as a babyface, his lines and stuff, it just doesn't – it never connected with me. Um you know, you need to have him win because he's going after Big E. Uh, you know, day one pay-per-view. I'm guessing that's the main event. I don't know if Seth Rollins is involved. I would think Seth Rollins would be at the Rumble with Big E. You do Kevin Owens, you know, uh, have Big E basically destroy Kevin Owens. And and that's kind of his swan song. I, I don't see Kevin Owens staying with WWE. I mean, yeah, I, uh, as invested as I am into a heel, Kevin Owens, I am more confused about Finn Balor's run. I don't know what's going on with Finn Balor. It seems like they're pushing him. He gets an important win, then he loses, then he has a good feud, then he loses. I I don't understand the direction that we're going with him, especially after what happened with the Demon at the TLC pay-per-view. And then, I don't know, I'm very confused with Finn Balor's situation and what you know what what does it signify because you haven't done anything with him after that Roman Reigns feud other than give him 50-50 booking but yeah I, I do like Kevin Owens I just I just I have a hard time becoming too invested because I don't know if he's staying or going you know once you know certain things it's very hard to kind of like put it all in and then he might not be here for the long run I don't know just imagine that Kevin Owens tell all when he joins AEW and his first podcast is with Jericho because that's the formula. You join AEW yeah. and Jericho scoops you. Jericho is like the unofficial RF video shoot for AEW. Owens yeah. kind of comes across to me like an Adam Cole or a Danielson, where he's not going to say too much bad, though. As opposed to John Moxley, who just buried, just buried the shit out of WWE when he left. But I, I don't know. I, I, I just get the feeling like Owens uh, would probably not be as controversial. Well, I look more I forward to him reuniting with Jericho in the ring as a couple, like as characters, than anything else because they were my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think KO will. I don't think he'll bury WWE, but I don't think he'll hold back and just being a guy who loves wrestling that he won't point out. And even Danielson did, and Danielson even said, "Like it's yeah. stuff." My father-in-law is the one who has to make the calls and make the cuts. Like I think he'll at least just say, "Like." Here's what just didn't work, or here's what I don't understand what, yeah. of what they do. So it'll be. I'm waiting for Bray Wyatt still. That's the one I want to. That hear. I, Issa, you and I are right there. I'm I'm there too. <laughs> I I. That's, I think, uh, or I guess Wyndham Rotunda, whatever. I think him with his creative and you know and all of his, all the different resources he uses the the the, the group here in Pittsburgh, the Savini and the group and all that do the mass and all the stuff for the like. I think if he's let loose, if he is truly let loose and given a budget from Tony Khan to like be the creepy character you envision or be the creepy Jekyll and Hyde, I think there's a lot of a lot of great potential. So I'm with you. He's probably the one that I'm most on looking the hook forward for. to hear him. Yeah, yeah same. Uh, and the Jericho podcast from he, from he's kind of the last. Uh, you know, like I don't think Braun Strowman would be as big of a deal. Uh, I don't think Owens would be as big of a deal. I think it's Wyndham. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, Donnie Cho, I'm curious of your thoughts on Bruce Pritchard. How culpable is he really in Raw's failings? I always thought he was more of a go-between more than a decision-maker. He follows Vince's instructions. It's not really... The product would not be any different if he weren't there, I I feel like. He's just kind of... 
Yeah, he's just a soldier. I, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah. From listening to his podcast, I mean, I think his podcasts are great. They're very insightful to just to hear his, whether you like him or not, just to hear his perspective mm-hmm. from all the different milestone right. is fun. Um, I was privileged to get to host a live event that he did here in Pittsburgh for his podcast, and I and I I, I agree with exactly the way Raj worded it. He's a soldier, and I don't think it's. I mean, people will dumb that down to oh, he's a corporate yes man, but Vince is such a unique guy. Bruce is a talented soldier. He knows how to navigate the waters of appease your boss, who's Vince, but still get as much shit done as possible. Right. Still keep as many of the talents willing to talk to you and trust in you as much as possible. Like it, it's a, it's a, t- it's it's like it's just it's just being a middleman HR man essentially. Yeah, so, and I and I know Bruce was getting some crap for uh, wanting Adam Cole to change his name and possibly change you know cut his hair, but you know he knows that's what Vince wants. Right. Yeah. You know, like that's probably not what he wants. That's just knowing that's what Vince wants. He knows you're not going to have two coals. I mean, for whatever stupid reason, football, all these other uh, UFC, you have people with the same last name. But Pritchard knows Vince's nuances, and he just knew that that's what Vince would want. Yeah, Yeah. I think they just don't have a creative process. I don't think this has anything to do with Bruce. You need to look at WrestleMania the year before and see how you want to end it and build it backwards. And get every character should have their own writer sit down with the character. What do you want your character to be? Let's express that. Right now, it feels like they're booking week to week and they don't know what to do with these people. And it shows. Yeah. Mostly week to week. It's a repeat of the week before. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think Bruce is also like his talent's part of his, uh, his tough spot. I think he's one of the few over the year. I mean, look, you know, Patterson's not around anymore. Well, obviously, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. But even before Pat's um, death, you know, Pat had kind of removed himself, you know, was like a special consultant that showed up on big events. Mm-hmm. You know, Briscoe removed a lot, you know, just a lot of the old guard. Um, Bruce is one of the few that, like, came back after a long time of being away. He's one of the few that can speak Vince. He can, he yeah. can yeah. He, you know, he, like to what Roger's saying, he knows what Vince is going to react to and so you whether you agree with it or not if you just need to like you know if make it efficient like all right vince is not going to go for this no matter what you think so let me how can i do this so i think i think to his benefit he knows how to speak vince so he has a high paying job that's there but it makes him publicly put in a bad light because he can be viewed as the the bad messenger right um all right, we got AJ and Omos versus the Dirty Dogs. Uh, this was a lot of Omos, maybe the most in terms of the ratio of what he did compared to AJ in the match. Uh, I was definitely psyched about the Omos power and size combined with the Dolph selling ability, if Dolph wants to do so. Uh, Omos did that. AJ would get the win, capping it off with the AJ Phenomenal forearm. Uh, Isa, AJ and Omos, uh, this is a heel tag team versus a heel tag team. What was the? I mean, we're really establishing Omos here. Are we? Do we have an end game in sight? Uh, are we looking at a split? Are we looking at what? What are we doing here? 
I mean, hopefully, I want to see AJ Styles back in the singles division. But at the same time, tonight was the first night that I had to go, oh, wait, we have tag teams, right? You have AJ Omas, RK Bro, you have the Street Profits, Alpha Academy. Bro is slowly the Dirty Dogs, I hate the name, but Bro is slowly building a tag division again. So, I mean, it's basically formed with single guys that you put into makeshift tactics, but we have a tactic division again. Um, it, it's good to see Omas grow. I, he's still not fully there for me, and I'm pretty sure that's why they're still keeping him with AJ. But you can see his confidence growing, and, and he's getting better and better every week. So this partnership is helping him. I like Omas. He's a he's a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I, I've always liked the, you know, the... I always like wrestling being diverse in that you don't have to be a great worker. Sometimes you just have guys that are, you know, freakishly big. And sometimes you have guys that are, you know, just uh, freakishly muscular, whatever. But I'm, I'm a fan of Omas. He, he, uh, he's improving every week. I think this stuff with AJ has, has really helped him. And yeah, I, you know, when they do him and Orton, I mean, the fans pop whenever they're in the ring and they tease yeah. it. I mean, the fans want to see it. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like they've been doing a good job. Um, you know, that's it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. If you like the Okada five-star matches, it's not going to be your cup of yeah. tea. But as for me, I'm a big fan of entertainment, and uh, I, I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm with you, Raj. I, I'm... I'm with... Yeah, I like the entertainment. I, I, I'm very much on the, the airport test. Do they make the head turn when they walk to the airport? I'm with you. And, like, you know, yeah, sometimes they aren't the best of workers, but I do think he's a guy who uh, he's maybe the best protected guy they've done in a while because I do feel like, you know, you put him with AJ, he's going to learn a lot. Um, they, they've they not rushed it. They've just kind of – I feel like they are trying to set him up for success. Kind of maybe Braun Strowman maybe before him. Braun was a guy, again, had no TV matches before debuting as being a part of the Wyatt family. They protected the hell out of him. And then when they decided to just uh, unleash him as a babyface single star, um, they did everything they could do to teach him and protect him at the time. And ultimately, it, it looked fine to him. He got cut because he got cut in budgets or whatever. But uh, I'm with you. I think, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I like the big freakish size. I like the circus aspect. And oh, if we can teach him how to work, bonus. He moves well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's got the tools. He's a natural athlete. I mean, he played basketball, so yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, it, it's it is hard to work with someone that size. I remember Giant Gonzalez. Uh, you know, you wow, cannot get a... him. But he was bad too. Like Omas yeah, was... is showing a lot more, but. <laughs> <laughs> when I... Hopefully, when I... he'll, he ha- he has better ring gear. That's for sure. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> when Undertaker will not dance around the subject uh, of acknowledging that's his worst match ever. And it's at a mania. They have fur patched on all over the suit, which, and and like in the, you know, the manscaped area where there's no manscaped going on there. (laughs) We we have to figure out how to work. Giant goes also into a manscaped. (laughs) 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 All right. Main event time. Bobby Lashley versus Rey Mysterio with, of course, Dominic, uh, ringside. Um, uh, Ray still over like Rover as he is. Um, Lashley's going to use his power. Great sequence to end here. Ray uh, frog splash off the top again. Lashley uses the power to scoop him up. Transitions into the uh, the hurt lock. Ray taps. 
Uh, so Ray, so Lashley wins. Adam Pierce comes out and says, "Oh, Ray's in such bad condition. We got to remove him from Team Raw." And then Austin Theory comes out, attacks Dominic. Adam Pierce likes that. He commends this kind of behavior, and which is kind of opposite to what he yeah. was preaching earlier in the night. But nonetheless, he <laughs> he likes this behavior. It's consistently Theory. inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Austin Theory taking some selfies. Austin Theory is going to replace Ray. For Team Raw this Sunday. Uh, Raj, thoughts on the main event here? First of all, why does Adam Pierce care so much about Raw winning? He's he's the same role on both shows. He's an executive on Raw and SmackDown. So why should he care about Raw needing to win? Maybe he put some money on Raw. Maybe yeah, he, you don't yeah. put, you don't say that on TV. <laughs> maybe he dropped some money. Um... <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he's got he's got a weekly report due to Vince. He's got. Yeah, just, but like, you would think he'd have that for SmackDown too. <laughs> SmackDown's the A show. So anyway, I, I think that part. Uh, I hate the heel GM thing. It's been overdone to death. It, it has been a while since they've last done it. I don't see why they don't just have Adam Pierce on Raw, Sonya Deville SmackDown. Just keep them split, right? Exclusive. It will make more sense. Well, yeah. that would. But here's the other thing. They and they kind of tipped their hand, and, and the pandemic always screws my timing. I think it was December of 2018. It was December 2018 when Stephanie, Shane, and Vince, I think even Triple H, they all took the ring and they were like, "We're gonna take the show back," and like they booted Baron Corbin, who had been the de facto authority figure. Right. It was it was like when it was, it was the reason. Constable. Constable Corey. He was the reason the, the ratings had been dropping. It was like when viewership took like the most sharpest plunge, and they said, "Okay, we're gonna get back to we're, we're gonna get back to this." And and obviously that didn't really. But the, the one thing that was believable about them doing that was okay. Everybody in this ring, Triple H included by marriage, is a McMahon. We know these are the decision makers at the end of the day, so I'll buy into that. We know saddling. Baron Corbin, Sony Deville, Adam Pierce, um, Paige, <laughs> Teddy Long, whoever else, Eric Bischoff, they don't have any real power. So my my biggest thing I would say is stop a Sony. I, I know you're trying to get her a reason to be on camera and, and her career and everything took a crazy turn or whatever. And Adam, whatever. But like at the end of the day, if you want to make this work for me, I know Stephanie's there. She's chief brand officer and she's got things going on. I, uh, Shane's in and out. Whatever Triple H, who the hell knows what's going on there? Put a McMahon. You have enough McMahons. Put one of them out there because that's at least going to make me believe something. Because I know that at the end of the day, it's a McMahon whose last name is uh, assigned to the bank account. That's what I don't get. You actually have real life people who are part of this dynasty, this family dynasty, and you're trying to attach retired wrestlers or or, or inactive wrestlers. As makeshift authority figures, like it stop. It. I love that you said that because when it was Adam Pierce doing the video package for like finding Brock Lesnar a million dollars, I was like, <laughs> yeah, like he's not gonna call Vince and be like, I'm not paying that, you know, like right. storyline wise, that's what I would assume will happen. Right. I don't think that Brock is gonna listen to Adam Pierce. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything I said, it makes no sense. It makes no sense for him to be. So wanting Raw to win when he's the same role on both shows. And eh. Raj, do you think Vince has watched one Ring of Honor match of Adam Pierce? <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> do you think Do you think do you Vince think has Vince... ever watched AEW? A whole episode. 
No. No, not a whole. I I, I bet you he's seen clips. I, he's yeah. right. a whole episode. Yeah. Do you do you think Vince knows that and Pierce is a trained wrestler? <laughs> they did book that match with him and Roman for a minute, and then they got out of it. But <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not by the way real quick before we, go, before we wrap it up have you guys ever seen this have you ever seen i think it's from like it's 07 right after um mania 23 have you ever seen the clip of vince showing up at the indie show john cena's father the indie show where john cena's working as a special ref isa have you seen this yes i just Bro, saw it like a you? week like in the last yes. week yeah it's a great clip of vince mcmahon 2007 so like he's not he's not 76 year old vince but he's still vince like well well beyond the attitude era well beyond the war they're a publicly traded company and he shows up unannounced and like endorses this indie wrestler and he takes and cena f use him at this you know in front of 100 people <laughs> in massachusetts at first yeah. i thought that was photoshopped yeah, <laughs> and i was like oh my god that's real <laughs> i always think to myself oh what was the backstage like, like, what, like what? oh my gosh i mean he, he was probably choppered out right after that <laughs> yeah right uh mike two dollars bobby has the best physique in wrestling a star of course talking bobby lashley Hard to argue with that. Uh, we have Danny Cho again. Thanks, Danny, for the support. Could you guys give us your expert analysis comparing and contrasting the great Kali and Giant <laughs> Gonzalez? Kali had staying. He had way more staying power. That's for sure. I mean, Gonzalez was there for what, like six, seven months? Yeah. Ninety-three. Yeah, just ninety-three. I mean, if I had to pick one that I have to watch, I would. I would say Kali. <laughs> <laughs> But I will have to be forced. <laughs> Kali's debut was impactful. Yeah. Uh, Punjabi, he destroyed Undertaker. Yeah, he did. Punjabi prison match. And yeah, I mean, he, you know, he had a, yeah, I mean, Giant Gonzalez, you know. He destroyed he, the Undertaker too in a different way. I mean, like, he, right. like, he, like, date rape drugged the Undertaker, right? right. I mean, yeah, he, uh, he used that formaldehyde chlor- or whatever the that was. Chloroform or whatever. Right, chloroform, yeah. Um, <laughs> but Kali beat Undertaker. Gonzalez never did. Yeah, like he pinned him like he squashed Taker early on. The, the man behind John Gonzalez had a so-so career prior to being a WWE. Like he was right. El El Gigante. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. He, he like died. Tra- he got sick. He and passed he died. away. Yeah. yeah, he had that gigantism uh, yeah. that Andre had. He never had it taken out like uh, Big Show had it. The but he two- was like the he's like the legit t- even Kali. He's like the legit tallest guy. Yeah, he was close to eight. He was close to eight feet tall. And that's the attraction, I think. That's the attraction. I mean, again, this is the circus thing of it. That's the attraction. Like, yeah. Yeah. Come see this guy. Right. (laughs) No, except the the outfit that WWE gave him just was. Same as WCW also gave him a, a goofy outfit where he looked like he was. Yeah. Like a space space tag or something. I don't know. It just looked goofy as hell. Mm -hmm. Par for WCW. All right. So that was Raw. Uh, so Austin Theory has joined Team Raw. All right, Team Raw. So we'll get into it real quick here. Predictions. Uh, Team Raw. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, Verse, SmackDown, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, <laughs> Happy Baron Corbin, and a mystery person to be announced. Uh, Issa, who do you got? I'm going to go with Team Raw. Same here. Yeah, I'll go with Team Raw as well. Um, <laughs> all 
Although I don't know how. I, I, mean, yeah, I wish we were more excited to talk about this, but the lack of the build-up is just like, all right, we'll pick well, one. Because what so, can we talk about? They right, there's no so stakes annoying. in this match. They didn't even do an invasion. Like they, outside nothing. of the Usos, they did nothing. This was the laziest build I've ever yes, seen for ever. a pay-per-view. Ever. I, Raj is in New York, so I'm doing the post-Survivor Series uh, podcast here. I'm going to watch, obviously, because I have to. <laughs> I'm going to be the least invested in this match. I, I'm I'm going to be, uh, you know, snacking. I'll, be, on I'll a tr- text you. I'll text you from the arena. Yes, I'll be <laughs> snacking on a. I'll be snacking on a treat, pouring a drink, doing something, multitasking. So I, I right now my investment is 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 minimal for this this one. Yeah. Uh, all right, Team Raw across the board. All right, um, women's side, Team Raw: Bianca, Rhea, Liv, Carmella, Zelina versus SmackDown: Sasha, Shayna, Shotzi, Natalia. To be announced, is Raw take it again? I think SmackDown. Just to have balance. I'm very torn on this one. I, I would like to. I wish we knew what the team are, right? But I'm going to say SmackDown <laughs> with a little bit of doubt. <laughs> Plus, I also think. I mean, we'll get to these ones in it here in a second. But I think SmackDown's winning the men's side with the big match, and then Raw's winning the you know with the Becky and Charlotte. So. That's why I think probably SmackDown here. All right, so we're going to 50-50 this pay-per-view. So SmackDown yep. for the women's. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> Damian Priest, U.S. champ versus Shinsuke Nakamura, IC champ. Issa, I know this is... I'm not uh, going to do this. Ask Raj. No, you have to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Damian <laughs> Priest has to win. Damian, Damian Priest. Priest. Damian Priest has Priest. to win. I'm just going to be sad to see Shinsuke lose. <laughs> All right, RK Bro, I agree, uh, Priest. RK Bro versus the Usos for the, uh, the you know the tag champions uh, up against each other here. Um, th- this one, guys, this is actually uh, pretty interesting because both tag teams are heavily pushed on each side. Yeah. So, Issa, where do you, like, I mean, is it back to my theory earlier? Are we starting the RK Bro problems? I mean, the Usos aren't going to break up. They're part of the, the family here. I We saw Riddle take a pin today, so I'm going to say the Usos... Um, the Usos lose. I think RK Bro win, and it's going to be Randy Orton who gets the win. I don't see them letting them Ooh. lose twice because RK Bro is very protected. That's the Raj booking, Raj. Uh, I agree. <laughs> same thing. Exactly the same. All right. I'll get, I'll get behind it. All right. Uh, we'll do Big E, WWE Champion versus your Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Go Come ahead, on. Issa. Come on, Lavar. Come on. You don't even have to ask this one. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman's not lo- he, he hasn't been beaten in over a year. They're not going to have him lose a nothing Survivor Series. All right. Well, much. all right. Well, next level. Does he pin? Yes. Big yes. E? Yeah. He wins clean. Or semi-clean. Ah, wait, wait, wait. wait. Define clean. You're yeah, telling me. So it's my interfere. New Day might, you know, Xavier might come in, but. Roman. So, shen- so shenanigans, but Roman. Yeah. Possibly. Roman wins. All right, I'll get behind that one. All right, so here's maybe one that might di- might just divide us all: Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. All right, do we uh, do we get a Brooklyn screwdriver? Like, what's happening here between these two ladies? Becky wins. I agree. Ooh. I think Becky wins. I think, and again, I think it's pretty clean, straightforward. Um, no Gaga, so. Yeah, really? I think once, once I saw Becky beat Bianca in 26 seconds at, at SummerSlam, and then they let her beat her again, they're behind the Becky machine, like, Not, unanimously. And plus, I'm sure Charlotte has some heat over how things went down a couple weeks ago, so. Nah. 
<laughs> I don't think I don't think it'd be a big influence in the decision, but uh, you're not. I don't I don't see them beating Becky right now. Yeah. Becky's the one of the hottest things in the company. You know, she's. I I, lo- I agree, and I love Becky. And by the way, just shout out to her. She's in phenomenal shape. Um, but I don't know. Like Charlotte is Charlotte, and I get heat over things that happen. I get that it probably doesn't help that her fiance's outspoken and with the uh, competition, but like. I don't know. You still have Charlotte Flair there for a long while. I, you gotta, you gotta keep that. You gotta keep her happy to a, to an extent. I don't know. Charlotte That's... Flair got pinned by Nikki Ash. They will never let Nikki Ash beat Becky. Oof! I agree. <laughs> argue with that one. All right, closing argument goes to Issa. <laughs> All right, I'm up in the air. I, I, I I'll tweet my prediction come that time. I, I don't yeah. know where I'm gonna. Wow! Start. But you made me answer. Okay, yes. I see how oh. it is. <laughs> I, I, so, I, Issa, have we disagreed on any yet? Because I was going to no. say we should bet shots no. So when, when we're in New York. Oh, we'll... we're still going to do shots no matter what. <laughs> <All right. laughs> get Issa, sex on the beach. All right, uh, uh, I'm middle square, so I have control, so I get to, I get to opt out of having to, to pick. I make you choose, Issa. So I, I make you, <laughs> choose your alliance. Choose, choose your side. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight. Issa, give, give the uh, hard plug. Where, uh, where can everybody find you? NYC Demon Diva on Twitter and YouTube. Getting really close to 15,000 subscribers, so please subscribe. You got one your uh, Twitter handle back. No, no, no. It's with a one. Oh. Okay. Right. Gotcha. No, oh. I'll never get it back. Oh, on the screen it says just... I know. I forgot to change it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. All right, so give people the right... Spell it out. What's the right one for this? It's NYC Demon Diva with a one instead of an I. But NYC okay. Mandiva, the way that is on the screen, that's my Instagram handle. There you go. There we go. All right. Well, I, I you said fifteen one five thousand. Yeah. Or YouTube. Wow, that's great. Nice. Go you. Thank you. Go you. All right, uh, Raj. Uh, keep checking out wrestling.com. We got uh, new interviews. We had our truth uh, just the other day. We got uh, Matt Cardona. So a uh, ton of cool stuff. Jeff Jarrett coming up this week. So yeah, keep checking out wrestling.com. Very good, and I uh, hang on. Michael the virus. Labar needs head. Like, hang on. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! We have loyal viewers. You can when I'm not on busted open or not on wrestling Inc. You can find me on busted open. No. (laughs) No. That's that's intense. Amazing. That doesn't scare the bugs away. I don't know what will. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll be back Sunday night post-Survivor Series here on Wrestling Inc. I'm on uh, Friday morning. I'll be on uh, Busted Open Radio talking that. Wednesday night I'll be back with Alfred after AEW. So uh, you have no problem uh, being subjected to me. It's been great. Thanks to everybody for all the wonderful comments and super chats. Thanks for all the uh, likes, subscribes, do the thing. Uh, you can tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. That's how it all works. We appreciate it. And thanks to Manscaped.com for all the support. WINC20. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, NXT, post NXT show Tuesday, post AEW Wednesday, post SmackDown Friday. The list goes on and on. WrestlingInc.com. The world goes around. We do not stop. We do not sleep. She's Isa. He's Raj. I'm Justin. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.